Welcome to Ask Amanda About Marketing, a podcast in which I, Amanda, or occasionally a special guest, answers your questions about inbound marketing. Straightforward, right? If you want to submit a question, email me at amanda at frac.tl. I'd love to hear from you. Let's get right to it. I've been doing a lot of traveling recently, and I realized that I left my mic for podcasting back at the last place I was in. So I'm going a little rogue here and using my computer microphone, the built-in microphone. So I'm already mentally preparing myself to edit all the popping and terrible S sounds that come out from this podcast. Anyway, this week, I'm going to answer a question we actually hear a lot from our clients. And that question is, how can I sell my boss on controversial or edgy content? And before I get into how we're able to make the case for that and why it's so successful, the first thing I want to talk about is why we ever would suggest controversial content in the first place. And here's the reason. All of our research has shown that emotions are key to content that becomes highly shared. And controversial content inherently has that emotional component. However, a lot of why we would suggest doing controversial content would depend on the person's goals. And most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time, this goal involves acquiring a high number of links for their backlink portfolio. So throughout this podcast, I'm going to talk about why we're able to make controversial content work, and that's how you can make a case for it. And alongside that discussion, I'm going to point to a case study we did for a campaign we created for our client Abodo, in which we talked about the most PC and prejudiced places in America. Now that campaign, which did extremely well, ended up receiving media coverage on sites like Yahoo, Mike, Business Insider, Slate, CNET, Adweek, and it goes on and on with over 67,000 social shares. So this is what I'm talking about. If you know you and your boss want results like that, you know, featured placements, media placements on really well-known sites, then controversial content can be the way to go. And this is why we suggested it to some of our clients who primarily have that goal of link building. So to make the case to your boss about why this is a, a pursuit worth trying out, you have to understand how we mitigate the risk when we create controversial content. And there are two major parts of this. The first is don't do something that's highly brand related unless you are willing to take a side. And this is gonna be so rare. I I don't know many brands that are willing to do this and we don't necessarily recommend it. And that's because you're, it's hard for a whole company to decide on a controversial stance they're willing to take. A lot of the times a marketing department's not gonna have the right, quote unquote, to make that call. So what we often do is instead of doing something that's really super relevant to your service offering, we go a little more tangential, which is the word we like to use internally, meaning it's related, but not directly related. It still makes sense in terms of your brand and your brand offering, but it's not going to be directly related to your product or service. And then this way, using more of a tangential angle, you don't have to be called upon to take a position. You're going to be presenting information that's relevant, but you're not going to have to take a stance on it. 
And the, the good thing about this is that you don't want to be involved in any kind of heated conversation that may result from the content you put out there. You want to be the source of that content, but you don't necessarily want to be the one taking a stance on it. So an example of what I mean by a tangential idea is the Saboto campaign. So we basically did, uh, we, we created a series of maps that show which states tweet the most uh, tweets that include certain slurs. And obviously this sort of thing can incite a lot of emotions in people. But Aboto is a site that helps people find apartments. So obviously this is not directly related, but when you get involved with anything related to living and housing and geography, that's where these ideas become related, but not directly related. So knowing the, the culture, the atmosphere of different states is relevant if you are looking to move. And that's how there's still a connection there. But this doesn't put Aboto in a position to have to make a judgment call about any of these places or take a side in any sort of way. And that's the balance you're looking for. Once you have an idea of a project you want to create that seems like it's going to meet that balance, you have to use a valid data source a verified data source as the core of the project because by using data as the foundation for the content you're creating you're inherently basing something in fact and that is going to solve a lot of the issues that come with controversial content you're just going to be presenting information rather than commenting on it so that's going to allow the brand voice to be presenting data rather than posing an argument and that's going to be key to the success of this kind of initiative. What you have to know is that when you put this information out there, and if you do go through the process of pitching the content to publishers to try to increase the reach and get some media coverage, you have to expect that publishers will often form arguments or take sides or create stories around the data that you're giving them. However, if you present the data well on your own site, say you build out a landing page and you present the information and your write-up is objective, meaning you're not making subjective comments or any kind of opinionated commentary on the data, then more likely than not, when a publisher creates a story around this data, they're just going to refer to your brand as the source of the information rather than linking your brand to whatever opinion they have. Typically, there's no reason for them to do that. And that's why it's so important for your brand to be positioned as a data source, a company that really wants to explore the topic more and is willing to do the nitty-gritty work of getting that information to their potential customers or clients. So again, to use that Aboto campaign as an example, and in the show notes, I'm going to link to the landing page we created uh, for the actual campaign, but also the case study we wrote up that includes some of the information I'm talking about and some other information. But using this as an example, we created the content around the data source with, of Twitter. And we conducted our analysis by finding how many times these different words we used were appearing in tweets from different states. So it was an analysis of tweet content. And, you know, there's nothing subjective about that, right? And this brings up another important point, which is you need to be really clear and transparent about the methodology you used. So on every individual image asset, we say that the source is Twitter and that it's per 100,000 tweets or whatever it was and what exactly we were looking for 
for that set of results. And then we present simple bar graphs or maps that just very, in a very straightforward manner, exhibit what we found when analyzing the data. And just one more quick note before I dive into actual examples of media coverage and how it illustrates what I've been talking about. I wanted to call attention to a red flag that I think is really useful as a tip for making sure that the campaign you're producing is actually going to be objective. Before you start your data collection or your surveying or however you're going through with getting the data you need, think to yourself, do I have an expectation of what this is going to say? Do I know in my head what I want the results to be? And if this is the case, then you're at risk for creating a biased campaign. You should go into the campaign. You might be able to have like vague guesses about what will come as a result, but don't expect anything because that means you're already predisposed to taking a certain stance or a certain position on the data. And you don't want that. You want to be as objective as possible. You want to just be doing kind of like a collecting mission. You're just out there seeking the truth or seeking the raw information rather than seeking validation to a point you have in your head. So that's just one way to kind of try to identify before you get too deep whether or not you're going to be objective. So just really quickly to illustrate what I'm talking about, I pulled up some of the coverage for this Oboto campaign I'm talking about, and I think it'll point to how different publishers will cover the story and how these tactics work and produce results you're looking for. So I have the mic coverage pulled up, and the headline is, Here's how homophobic, sexist, and racist each U.S. state really is. And the interesting thing about this is it calls to attention the tangential angle I was talking about and how well it works. Because let me just really quickly read the introductory paragraphs. It says, When looking for a place to live, you might consider a neighborhood's safety, its school system, or its proximity to loved ones. But what about considering whether you're moving to a place that might be full of racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, ableism, and body shaming. Real estate site Abodo conducted nationwide research by combing through tweets sent from June 2014 to December 2015 in order to find out which states and cities harbor the highest rates of prejudice against various groups. Here's what Abodo found. And then the article goes to present the information. This is the perfect example of how doing something tangential that still makes sense for your brand, it makes sense what the intent was in creating it, is the perfect balance because publishers see the connection and they feel more comfortable writing about it. Another example I want to touch on is a regional example by the Baltimore Sun. So a lot of the times when you have map-based assets in campaigns, you see that different local papers will pick up the specific part of the, the content that relates to their location. So this article's headline is, Tweet Analysis Shows Baltimore Leads the Nation in Racial Slurs Against African Americans. And... The way that Oboto is mentioned in this is, this is, well, this is the paragraph. According to analysis by the online rental service Oboto, Baltimore leads the nation in tweeting racial slurs against African Americans. So like I mentioned before, the article goes into the data and why it may be the case, but Oboto is referred to as conducting the analysis, and that's essentially it. And that's the level of balance you're trying to achieve, and that's what you have to explain to your boss there is a way to do this. There is a right way to do this. You can't throw controversial content out there with, without any kind of you know, organization at the beginning, any kind of plan. Obviously, we would never recommend that, and you would never want to tell your boss to do that because there's way too much risk there. 
But there is a way to set everything up so that you're providing accurate data objectively that contributes to a story that's related to your brand that can get a lot of links. If you have any other questions about how to make this case, or actually if you just want to chat about anything, or if you have questions for the podcast, you can email me or you can follow me on Twitter. I don't think I've mentioned my Twitter handle yet. It's at Melanda, M-I-L-L-A-N-D-A. And actually, because you tolerated this uh, audio quality of this episode and all of the uh, popping and clipping, if you tweet at me your question for the podcast, I'll make sure to prioritize it in the episode lineup because you deserve it. I appreciate you sticking with me, and I promise that I'll get my mic back or get a new mic and get the quality back up. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe. Don't leave me with the realization that I'm talking to no one. And please rate and review on iTunes so I can keep making this podcast better and your lives easier. Take care.